Mark, Mark 5, Mark 5, uh, beginning, I mean, excuse me, Mark 4, Mark 4, uh, beginning at the 35th verse. Still hear some pages turning. Are we ready? And the same day, when the evening was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. Mm -hmm. And there were also with him other little ships. And there was, arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep, on a pillow. And they awake him and say, Master, carest not thou if we perish? I want to preach this morning just for a little bit. My testimony is tatted on, the God, on God's hand. My testimony is tatted on God's hand. Amen. April 3rd, 1968, in Memphis, Tennessee, the Dr. Martin Luther King addressed the Memphis sanitation workers. And he said these words, well, I don't know what will happen now. We got some difficult days ahead. But it really doesn't matter now because I've been to the mountaintop and I don't mind. Like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place. But I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up into the mountain and I looked over and I seen the promised land. And I may not get there with you, but I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. And just from those nine lines of speech, uh, this, this uh, speech that had not been given the title by Dr. King has been deposited by historians as the, uh, the mountaintop speech. He said a whole lot, a whole lot. But what was, what was, excuse me, but what was most memorable to me was I've been to the mountaintop. Yes. On April 4th, 1968, when Dr. King and his staff was on their way uh, out to dinner, he went to the balcony of the Lorraine Motel, That's right. and he was assassinated with a 16th bullet. And they assassinated the dreamer who ultimately fell to his death. The night before, he declared, I'm in the mountain, and I'm looking over. And within 24 hours, he found himself in the valley of the shadow of death. After all this, the silent whisper in the African-American community was, I wish it was easier. Philosopher Jim Rome said this, don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. Don't wish for less problem, wish for more skills. Don't, don't wish for, 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 for less challenges, wish for a stronger road. James Cleveland said, declared, nobody told me that the road would be easy. But, but I don't believe that he brought me this far to leave me. Uh, an anonymous writer declared, 
You never know how tall you are until you're in over your head. And every now and then, you must reevaluate the path that God has you on. And anytime God has an assignment uh, over your life, he, he refused to let it be easy. It's almost as if he's a, a taskmaster. You, you remember Moses, don't you? He, he had to go to Pharaoh not one time, not four times, not five times, not seven times. But here it is, what's crazy? It wasn't even rejection that Moses had to deal with. Why would God make Moses talk and he had a speech impediment? Maybe it was not even about rejection. Maybe it was making God, making Moses talk through his vulnerability. You remember in the New Testament, there was a man who was paralyzed. There was a group of four men, and they were on their way to see Jesus. And there was a nasty usher at the door, and, and they, who told them that there was no room for them in there. They made up their minds that we're going to take them to the roof. Uh, we're going to take a grown man to the top of the roof and, and lift him up and, and, and let him down. And, and, and sometimes you, you lift people up at the risk of hurting yourself. Yes, right. Have you ever been in a situation, you, you're trying to help somebody, and, and you're the one that can get hurt? Why is it that, that God won't let things be easier the, the way they are? Why is it I keep getting in muddy situations? Why is it I, I keep drowning in all my problems? Why is it that I, I'm keeping having to fight to tread deep water? Why is it that I can't stay afloat? I'm talking to some people today that just that, that says, look, I'm just going to shut the Bible. You know, I'm going to stop looking at other people's life and look at my own life. Uh, nobody said that the road would be easy. I, I keep hearing church folk talk about a sweatless victory and favor ain't fair. But there's somebody that can say that ain't my story. Everything I had to go through, everything I had to get, I had to fight for. I, I had to struggle for. I, I had to cry for. I had to go into warfare for. I was up at night and I couldn't sleep. I was falling asleep dreaming about what I wanted to do. People would honk the horn at me at traffic lights because I was daydreaming and everything I wanted. I had, to, I had to fight through. Maybe uh, that's your, your story. Maybe you can't attest to that. Maybe that's not your story. Maybe somebody said, I'm living on a fixed income with an unstoppable interest rate. I know what it's like to, to, to have a rebellious child. And, and I'm a reformed thug, and I, I ain't trying to kill this dude, but he keep on pushing me. And I got some crazy brothers that I can send him with, but I know what they would do to him. And he keep on stabbing up, getting in my face. And every time he get up, I reach to punch him, but something holds me back. What, what happens when I, when I love God? Reverend Ingram, and, and I worship him, and, and, but I, I got a high sex drive and, and with no companion. And I'm trying to keep it together, but the weather is changing, and it would be all right if I, I never had nobody. But in this season of my life, I'm trying to, to pull it together, and, and I, I'm with somebody who don't even look half as good as me. It, it ain't easy. <laughs> According to the Greek philosopher Socrates, there is no absolute truth, but there are varying degrees of truth. 
But when you get to the common denominator of truth, you'll find that Jesus Christ is the total. There's three dimensions of truth. There's imagined truth, there's actual truth, and apparent truth. Imagined truth is opinionated. It's concocted in one's head. Therefore, it's just because you think something is right does not mean that it is. Actual truth is the empirical position from which reality is consistent with what we see around us. It, it's, it's like the norm. We, it helps us understand what reality is. Apparent truth is without investigation, it's, it's obvious. And so, in other words, just because you, you wear your pants down low and your, your skirt tight and too short and post raunchy pics on Facebook does not make it right. But, but, but the result that people have developed opinions about you and they have preconceived emotion, uh, notions about you and that's what we get to our imagined truth. And, and so since it is that uh, statistics say most African American men are drug dealers, rappers, thugs, and gangsbangers and they wear their hand, pants hanging down low and have goals in their mouth and tied it up. Since, since it is that most African American women are classified by society as hoes, they fit the description. Of, of actual truth. That no matter where I go in America, if I see a person who fits this description, I automatically know how to associate them because it's consistent within my reality. Uh, and so to some people, it, it suggests to them that I don't even have to have a conversation with you. Uh, I can just look at you and know exactly what it is I need. If you got your pants down low and you got tights and a white tee on, I know that you got weed for me. If you, if you got high heels and a short skirt and I can see your belly button, you got a couple tights, I know it's going to be easy to get you in bed. And so, and so now we, we got the, the church kids to say, I understand, I understand now what mama was teaching me. When, when you walk out the house, you, you represented me. And so if we represented our mothers, they represented God. And so some of us wasn't allowed to wear our pants down low and talk to people any kind of way. Some of us had to say, yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, do all these kinds of things. But now we got beside ourselves, and we didn't have the audacity to say what, who, what, when, and where, instead of saying yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. And so, a lot of us in, in this season of our life, we come to church on, on Sunday. We, we go through the motion and shout hallelujah and clap our hands, but Monday through Saturday, if we, we catch y'all we catch in the grocery store or something, we can see y'all cussing the cashier out if she mess up her change. But, but God said, I, I need you to be a Christian, not just on Sunday, but I need you to be a Christian in your school and on your job and, and, and in your neighborhood. I need you to be a Christian just more than one day a week. That there are people who, who are looking at you that, that can't even see Jesus in you. That there are people who, who are looking at you that work with you that wouldn't even know that you sing in the choir. There's people that's looking at you at work that wouldn't even know that you're a preacher. There's people that work with you that wouldn't even know that you're a deacon. There's people that work with you and people that go to school with you that wouldn't even know that you knew the God that they knew. Because here it is, you act like what the world wants you to act like. Uh, you, you do what the world wants you to do. See, Drake defines success as money, cars, clothes, and hoes, and so you figure that that's success, but that's not success. 
That's, that, that may be what's considered consistent in his reality, but the reality is that everything you go through and everything you had to do, Drake didn't have to go through none of that. Hmm. Huh, there, there, there's actually homosexualities, that, homosexuals that want to be delivered. But they can't even see Jesus in you. There's lesbians that want to be set free, but they can't even see the Jesus in you. There's whoremongers that want to be relinquished, but they can't even see Jesus in you. There's adulterers that want to stop adulterating, but they can't even see Jesus in you. There's fornicators that want to stop fornicating, but they can't see Jesus in you. How dare you come to church and put on this church face? Whoa, is There's literally, literally demons that's been assigned to your life that's laid off because you're doing their job. Yeah, yeah, God called you to be the head and, and not the tail, but you're too busy chasing a tail instead of being what God called you to be. Huh. And so... When the image is photographed in your eyes, translated in the brain upside down. It's, it's not until the light hits that it's flipped right side up. And so, in other words, if somebody sees you that's upside down and their life is going up, you should be able to transition them by them just looking at you. What am I saying? I'm saying this little light of mine, I, I'm going to let it shine. Everywhere I go, I'm going to let it shine. All in my neighborhood, I'm going to let it shine. Uh, so in our Texas, and the same day when the evening was come, he said unto them, let us pass over to the other side. Maybe the other side is the other side of victory. Maybe it's the other side that you can be delivered from. Maybe it's the other side of a promise. But if you never step out on your faith, you will never get to the other side. God literally wants to pour into your life, but you're afraid to go to the other side. Uh, the power of perception will limit uh, your view and what you see. You have to, to be able to see yourself not in the now, but in the future. Perception is the process of understanding yourself, the culture around you, using sensory information. It comes from the Latin uh, word persito, which literally means taking possession with the mind. Perception is one of the oldest fields of psychology. What one perceives is the result of one's past experience, culture, and interpretation of what's been perceived. So when it is you oper operate out of perception, you learn how to deal with the past, present, and future. Yeah. But what ultimately can affect you from getting into your future uh, is, is your perception. Because if you can't see it, uh, young people, then you don't believe it. It, it, it leaves room for the spirit of procrastination. Uh, psychology defines procrastination to the act of replacing high priority actions with one task of lowering tasks. Uh, are doing something uh, which defers enjoyment and putting tasks off to a later time. 
uh, according to Sigmund Freud, the pleasure principle may be responsible for this because humans do not prefer negative emotions and handling stressful tasks until a further date is enjoyable. This statement often used when we are procrastinating is that we work well under pressure. Uh, procrastination will ultimately lead to stress, guilt, crisis, or even death. And so in order for us to get to the next level of our life in 2013, the, the spirit of procrastination has to die. We as a people have to stop blaming other people and throwing the race card and stop letting relationships and friendships hold us back. We have to look in the mirror at ourselves and stop looking at other people's issues and realize that you literally have an issue for yourself. And the problem is not them, but it's you. And so when you look on the inside, you realize that the issue is you. And so God says, if you ever want to reach your full potential, you got to stop waiting on things to happen and you got to make things happen. So what the odds are against you? So what you, you didn't graduate from college? So what you're covered in debt and you can't see your way out? God says, what are you going to do about it? He said, if you take one step, he'll take two. And, and as you're taking your steps, he's in the midst of working it out. Don't worry about it. Just jump out on faith. God says, if you ever want to tap into the blessings of your destiny, if you, you ever want to get to that place he has prepared for you, you have to cast down the spirit of procrastination. You, you have to cast down the spirit of depression. You have to cast down the spirit of fear. You have to declare and decree that no longer will procrastination rule my life, overtake my finances, interfere with my education, hinder my relationships, hold back my progress. But from this day forward, I can't speak for you, but I can speak for myself. I declare and decree that it won't hold me back for the rest of my life. I was wondering, I was wondering how many people struggle with procrastination. How, how many people are, are, are scared to, to walk by faith? What are you scared of? God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. These spirits literally become jealous of you because you have a plan and a purpose for your life. And sometimes you got to look in, in the mirror at these spirits and say, these haters can't hold me back. You, you know what, depression, you can't hold me back. You know what, procrastination, you can't hold me back. Uh, I think Job said it this way, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. And, and, and the problem is we, we, we really trust in other things instead of our God. We, we trust in money. We, we trust in jobs. We trust in relationships instead of God. Uh, David said this, some trust in chariots, some in horses. But we will remember the name of God. Why? Because God has a credibility with them. So, so when they're in a situation, they think on who he is and what he's done. Uh, why trust God, uh, David? Because the Lord thy God parted the Red Sea. The, the Lord thy God allowed manna to flow from heaven. The, the Lord thy God brought us out of slavery. The Lord thy God uh, brought the plague of frogs upon the Egyptians. The Lord thy God tur turned the water uh, and uh, turned the rock into water. The Lord thy God turned the rod into a serpent. The Lord thy God made a way out of, out of no way. So when it is that you can think about what he did, you'll be able to say, I'm going to trust 
stream no matter what I'm going through, no matter what it looks like, no matter what, what's, what's backed up against me, even though I'm against the wall, I'm going to trust it. <sighs> but there's still some folk in the room who, who, who really isn't ready to take that leap of faith yet. That they're so indulged and engulfed in the power of procrastination. They, 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 they still think in, in the respect of if. But, but when you operate in faith, you think of the respect of when. When it's going to happen. When, when I'm going to graduate from college. When I'm going to get the bill paid. When I'm going to go and be about my father's business. When? Because we understand that faith without works is, is dead. And so with faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things un not seen, we, we got to have enough gumptions to speak those things as though they aren't, as though they are. And so here it is, he said, and they sent away the multitude and he was in the ship and there also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. Uh, th this storm was, was powerful. The wind was blowing. I imagine it was dark out there on the big ocean. They was looking back trying to see if they could see the shore, but on each side water covered them. And so the waves began to beat against the ship. And little by little, the water just came on in. And it came from this side, and it came from that side, and it came from this side. And so that now they were standing on, on what, 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 what on, on water. They were standing in water. And so in life, problems come, and situations come, and upsets come. All of these things come, and eventually our problem is inside of our ship. Uh, in this building, I don't know how many people it is, but everybody has a ship, and everybody's dealing with something. And I don't know how full your ship is, but I know how full my ship is, and what's inside the ship is is, is literally trying to take me down with it. And, and so I'm, I'm in the ship, and I'm wet. It's up to my knees, and I'm trying to truck through water, and I, I'm sitting here in this ship. And so I got, I got other people with me, and, and I'm trying to, to get buckets and throw the water out. But every time I try to throw what's in the ship out, something else comes in. If it ain't one thing, it's another. If it ain't this problem, it's that problem. If it ain't that bill, it's this bill. If it ain't that child, it's that child. If it ain't that brother, it's that sister. If it ain't that cousin, it's that aunt. If it ain't that teacher, it's that student. One thing after another and so it my, my ship is is full I'm, I'm at a point to where I don't know if I can hold on anymore because I, it's been going on too long I, I've been trying to pray about it but but I, I seem like God ain't saying nothing back to me I, I've been trying to fast about it but my ship's still getting full I think I see I think I see the sunshine peeping through the cloud but now nah, that was just a glimpse of the moon and so now It's just in the ship, all of my problems. And so I, I'm trying to live right, and I'm trying to do everything right, but when everything is going wrong, it's easier for me to do wrong than right. 
It's, it's easier said than done to keep my mind stayed on him. I, I, I heard that if I keep my mind stayed on him, he'll keep me in perfect peace. But I, I've been trying to keep my mind stayed on him. But the reality is that my ship is full. And, and I'm burdened down, and I just don't know how I, I'm going to make it because since the, the water is in the ship, the boat is starting to sink. Uh, and, and so I found that the water is caving in on me, and I'm standing on the ship. And the ship hadn't broke into pieces yet, but I'm just standing on the ship and, and I'm trying to tread water and the boat is coming up and I'm bouncing down and I, I think that we're coming up, but we go back down. And then the wind, the wind, the wind just started blowing. And so now we, we're wheeling it and rocking it. And, and some of us, our, our marriages is wheeling it and rocking. Our kids are wheeling and rocking. Relationships wheeling it and rocking. You got all this stuff going on. And, and, and you got all these problems. You just filed bankruptcy, but now you got to file for divorce. You, you thought you got one thing accomplished, but now here comes another thing. You, you just buried a child who got killed by an innocent, by somebody who didn't even mean them no good. You just buried a mother and now you got to bury a child? On top of filing for a divorce? Not nobody in here, but just some people I know. Um, all these things are going on. And so the wind, the wind is, is blowing. And so it's full. And I said, well, Lord, I've been praying. I don't even know how I'm going to get out of this. I, I tried to, to clean it up the, the best I could, but every time I tried, it, it got even more full. And I do this, and it's over. And so now, maybe I, I can make this make sense to you. The man that you love, you, you're pregnant with his baby, and you can't figure out why he keeps cheating on you. He patches things up by saying, I love you. He, he, it, but in the back of your mind, you declare that actions speak louder than words. Why do I keep finding condom wrappers in your pants and we don't even use protection? Why I keep finding emails and Facebook messages and text messages saying I had a wonderful weekend with you and you told me you was on a family vacation? <sighs> uh, and so I, I got all this going on and and I hear somebody saying, Lee, Lee, that, that ain't my, my story. Uh, I got stood up uh, on a date, and, and I was supposed to go out with this chick, and, and she stood me up. She, she ain't even called me. She, she, she left me hanging. And, and, and now I'm jacked up, Cornelius. I'm jacked up. And so um, Uh, maybe that ain't your story. Maybe it, it's dark right now in your life. You, you had to go through some mess-ups and some mistakes. I'm, I'm tired of smoking weed and drinking alcohol to suppress my pain. I heard a song on the radio that said, we fall down, but we get back up. And I'm trying to dust myself off and pick up the pieces. But in picking up the pieces, I keep getting cut by what's already broken. My failed relationships, my, my past, my childhood, and, and what I thought would, would help me really hurt me. 
and then picking up the pieces, I, I, I found, I feel like it's my fault because the blood is, is on my hands. I feel like every time I, I try to fix it, the, something cuts me even deeper. I feel like my, my fingers are hanging off and I'm trying to scoop up the pieces. And I'm trying to piece by piece glue it together. I'm trying to say I love you. I'm, I'm trying to do this. But sometimes you just got to get a broom and sweep it up and put it in a dustpan and put it in the trash and, and take it outside. And sometimes you got to take the trash out in your life before God can really bless you. Sometimes you got so much stuff. So much stuff going on, so many things going on that, that you got all this trash and all this stuff and you're trying to fix what, what, cannot, what, what you cannot even fix. Hmm. But, but can I, I encourage you this morning? Uh, this is the last day that you're going to have this trash uh, in your house. Uh, th this is the last day you're going to have that no good Negro in your house. This, this is the last day that, that she's going to come home late. This, this for real, the last day that you're going to send me a late text and, and nothing really even true. This is the last time that I'm really going to be living two different lives. Yeah? And this is the last time I'm going to be with her in the day and her at night. This is the last. I ain't talking about you. I'm talking about me. Um, so, and so, here it is. When you took out the trash, you had a revelation. I'm in verse 38 now. And, and, and so, before I go there, there's a woman in Luke chapter 15 um, who uh, had lost her coins. Um, and here's what's crazy. It wasn't until she lit a candle and swept the house uh, that she found what was lost. Uh, and so it's not until you sweep the house and put the trash in there that you'll be able to find your joy, find your peace, find your hope, find your drive, find your zeal. It's not until you got to clean the house. Is, is there anybody here that say, I got to clean my house when I get home? I'm in verse 38 now, and he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep, on a pillow. He was chilling, knocked out, Jesus, sleep. Like, dude, really? <laughs> I got all this going on, and you sleep? You ain't hear nothing? What? <clears throat> and so, they, they knocking on the door. Jesus, Jesus, come on, man, wake up. The shit got a lot of water in it. I know, I know you, I know you, Jesus, and all, but but hey, I can really use some help. Jesus, Jesus, and so Jesus, get up. I'm paraphrasing. This ain't in the scripture, but he probably said, "Negro, please." <laughs> Don't you think I know what was going on? I know that, that the ship full. I was asleep. I was chilling, man. And so I think he got aggravated now because he said, you've been with me this long. You see me heal the blind and you see me raise the dead. You've been with me this long. You've been with me a long, long time. We've been traveling together. 
and you got enough gumption to ask me a stupid question like this? And you know the reason why I came? They looked around and <laughs> I guess one got bold enough and said, Master, carest not thou if we perish? Carest not thou if, 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 if we, we, we go ahead and die? Jesus looking back and, and thinking about what happened. He said, you was going through all of that. And, and you seen other little ships that, was, uh, that did not make it. You seen them go under, but, but your ship was still staying afloat. The only thing you had to do was call out my name and I would have been there. But you waited until it got bad to say my name. Huh. Sometimes, sometimes we, we got to get a, a Beyonce kind of praise with Jesus. Say my name, say my name. When ain't nobody around me, just, just say my name. When, when things are going good, say his name. When, when things are going bad, say his name. When, when things look rough, say his name. Because at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess at the name of Jesus this Jesus who can make a blind man see this Jesus who can make a medic pick up his bed and walk this Jesus they asked him a question carest not thou if we perish <sighs> there's a girl who's looking for love in all the wrong places and attempts to find the love that her father never gave her she slowly discovered that the person who could only give her the love that she needed was Jesus. Yeah. The, only, the only person who can love her past her pain. She, she said, I've been with a lot of men, but I never experienced a love like this. I'm looking for some real praise that can say, look, I've been through some stuff. I've been jacked up. I've been messed up. But now I'm searching for a real love. I'm, I'm searching for somebody that can rock me to sleep. You ain't even got to. You, I know that you are spirit, but you can just hold me. I, I'm looking for a real love that'll die for me. I'm, I'm looking for a ride or die kind of savior, the one that'll hang on a cross for me and allow him to put thorns on his head. I'm looking for this ride or die savior that they put nails in him and pierce him in the side. I'm looking for a real love. Is there anybody here looking for a real love? <laughs> and so, Isaiah penned this, and I'm almost finished. He said, can a woman forget her sucking child that, that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, uh, they may forget, yet I will not forget thee. Behold, I have graven thee in the palms of my hand, and thy walls are continually before me. <sighs> Can a woman, it's arrested and, and warranted my attention because anytime you see a woman, it's in the feminine sense and it relates to something to the church. Can the church forget about our, our, our young people? Have, have the church forgotten about our, our homosexuals? Have the church forgot about our, our lesbians? Have the church forgot about our, our kids that are getting killed for, for no reason? Have the church forgot? <laughs> have they really, really forgot about our struggles? Have they forgot they used to be the same age as us and went through the same thing? Have they, have they really aged and not matured? Yeah. 
because because really I see this in church today that a lot of people talk a, a good game. Well, you shouldn't be doing this and you, you shouldn't be doing that and you shouldn't be saying this and this, this, and that. But in reality, they jacked up too. Uh, and the sad thing that, that some of them are preachers. Some of them are, are, are deacons. Some, some of them are, are, are worship leaders. Some of them who, who talk down to you and have the audacity to look down on you. Uh, literally forget your, themselves. So Isaiah Pender said, can a woman forget about her, her sucking child, this, this child that she nursed? You know, see, oftentimes we praise our kids when they're doing good. But we never encourage them when they're going down the wrong road. And so the churches, they, they see the, the train coming. They see the kid on the track. But they walk past them and leave them there to get hit by the train. The church, the church, the, the church that's supposed to love, the church that's supposed to care, the church. Church people come to it, and, 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 and when they, when they're going through, and, and so now we got a lot of teenagers coming in church dead on arrival. They, 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 they come to church laid out in front of the casket. They, they come to church filled this place, but dead. Uh, it is not just one person dead, but the whole room is dead. And they come in church where, where Jesus is supposed to be, but they still leave out dead. And so, and so Isaiah raised this critical question, can a woman forget about her sucking child, this baby that she nursed and, and carried on her breast, this baby, let me back up, that she carried for nine long months. Huh. Almost 36 to 40 something weeks she, she carried this baby. She watched it grow in, inside of her like we watch some of our kids grow up in church. And, 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 and she, she nursed it. They, they sang in the choir. She nursed it. Can she forget? How is that possible? You, you reason and say, well, maybe the church has all time. Maybe the church suffers with dementia. What stage are we really in? Because because we, we, we see them at, and the kids constantly come because the reason here it is, this is what crazy, they recognize who you are, but you don't recognize who they are. And so Isaiah says, can, can, can a woman Forget about this, this child that she has no, no, none whatsoever compassion on him. No love. Then he says this. Yeah, these may forget. Yet not I will not forget thee. For I have graven you in the palm of my hands. And, and, and thy walls are continually before me. Ezekiel 37, there's a parable of, of the dry bones. 
and, and these dry bones were, were, were there, dead, long, long, long time. God said to Ezekiel, Ezekiel, can these bones live? He said, oh, Lord, thou knowest. Uh, he said, prophesy, prophesy unto these bones and, 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 and speak a word over these dry bones. And, and, and so as he began to speak a word unto these dry bones, uh, things started coming together. Piece by piece, one foot connected to the ankle bone. And one ankle bone connected to the leg bone, and, and the other leg bone started connecting to the knee bone, and the knee bone started connecting to the, to the hip bone, and the hip bone started connecting to the backbone, and the backbone started connecting to the shoulder bone, and, and today the skin started covering them, and, and he's speaking over their lives. You're more than a conqueror. Rise up and walk out. That, that, that these bones had been sitting for a long, long time. <sighs> but here's what's crazy. He began to prophesy unto the bones. He starts speaking over the bones and until we get to the point to where we're speaking over our kids and, and, and start talking to them and start encouraging them, that's when we can get back to, to building them back up. That's when they'll come back into the church. Wonder why the church is so scattered and why teens not here? Because we don't speak over them. We, we, don't, we don't speak over our, our, our youth. We, we leave them, them hanging by the wayside. And so in Ezekiel, he, 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 he had to prophesy unto these bones. And, and, and so it, it lets me know, it lets me understand that, that Jesus can never forget. Uh, uh, God can never forget about, about us. He can, he can never forget, no matter if, we, if we're dead and gone, he still remembers us. Uh, because we're literally tied in the palm of, of his hand. And in the palm of, of his hand where, where in, 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 I'm, I'm going to the Trinity where Jesus actually had nails in. And, and he was remembering us even at a time like that. He was looking at his hands and, and, and he said, I'm graving. You're there in the palm of my hands and thy walls are, are continually before me. I, I, I'm getting ready to take my seat now. But y'all remember that that was a wall. And, and, and the, the man had to march around the wall. And, and, and the more he kept marching around the wall, and, and the more he started praising, and the more he started singing, he started marching around the wall. He, he kept on marching, marching, marching around the wall. And the wall <laughs> came tumbling down. So you understand here that if the wall are continually before him, uh, he's in front of the wall. Yeah. I want to let you know that God is in front of your problems. Yeah. He, he's bigger than your circumstance. He, he's higher than your highest heights. He, he's, he's stronger than your fears. God will never put more on you than you can bear. God will take you to where you need to be and meet you where you at. Is there anybody here that serves the God that I serve that can say thank you Jesus for all you've done for me? Yeah, I know him too, man. And so, 
Carish not thou? If we perish. Huh, I should have told. And, and verse 39 said, and arose, and he rebuked the wind. Um, and he said, peace, uh, be still. And, and there was a great calm of wind. And, and, and the thing started ceasing. Here the songwriter said, I can see the sun uh, peeping through the clouds. And uh, that lets me know that the storm is almost gone. Uh, I heard another one say, though the storms keep on raging uh, in my life and, and the wind uh, keep on blowing my soul. Uh, is anchored in the Lord. And, and so as I'm going through all of this, I, I heard my, my other song that said, I had some good days and I had some bad days and I had some hills to climb and I had some sleepless nights. I feel like preaching now. I had some, some sleepless nights, but when I look around and think things over, all of my good days. Huh. And then there's, there's another one of my favorite. He said, I searched all over, and, and, I, and I couldn't find nobody. I looked high and low, and I still couldn't find nobody. Nobody greater, nobody greater than him. Nobody can love me like he can. Nobody can watch me like he can. What's his name? Jesus in the morning. What's his name? The lily of the valley and the bright and morning star. What's his name? Jesus, what's his name? What's his name? How do you spell it? J. 